Check mic one. Check mic two. Three. <laughs> Check mic four. But guys, all right, Chris. Uh, I I figured out. You know, we've been working on music. I figured out a new we song. Have. Oh, if also if Ivy comes in and starts beating you up, it's because I told her to. Okay, so so the drums, the drums. I really did text her that, by the way. I I believe you. The drums come in and it goes. Okay. I, I, I like that. And now go. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, perfect. That sounds yeah, awesome. It's good. It's good. Make yeah. tens and twenties of six. <laughs> Love it. Okay. This isn't yeah. Christian Brunk. What the f are y'all talking about? The devil! Ladies and gentlemen, please silence your cell phones and kindly shut up for our feature presentation. Shut the f up! Gentlemen, please introduce yourselves and tell our lovely listeners what you're sipping on. Per usual, I'm I'm sipping on Pepsi and um, holy water because y'all apparently need it. <laughs> we need uh, Jesus. Yeah, so uh, Buddy here, uh, all the way from uh, sunny LA. Uh, really excited to be here to talk about this film. Uh, I am drinking. Um, I keep mixing the drinks that I have in my fridge to see what uh, you know sparks. <laughs> So uh, I mixed uh, cream soda with cranberry juice, and it has absolutely no flavor. There's just it has no taste or properties whatsoever. It just it tastes like it's buffering. I there's like, <laughs> is this, is this a soda? I'm, I'm not gonna. It's cranberry juice and cream soda. They just they overpower each other. It just tastes like it tastes like water. I was they're, gonna they're, say what what world does that work? I, I don't know what I expected. A bit of beverages. I thought I was gonna get like the seltzer water version of like cranberry something, you know? But no, it's just there's no taste or distinctive property to this drink at all. I probably will not finish it. If I drink it, it's only because it's within arm's reach and I'm slightly parched and confuse it for uh, Aquafina. So um, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. The, the person Aquafina or Aqua Aquafina? Uh, well, the other Aquafina is uh, a slight bit racist, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> cranberry juice would never be racist towards me. I mean, you were talking about being parched. At, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll see myself out. <laughs> Just... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So real fast, guys. This is you third. This is our. This is our third back-to-back episode. <laughs> we still, we're, we're we're recording four episodes back-to-back. This is number three. Uh, 
we're a little drunk. It's Topher. Chris, rum and coke. <laughs> Rednick and Yanasha. Go, mayo. That was it gets is, worse and worse. <laughs> By the next episode, it's just gonna be silence. Yeah. <laughs> just speak at that point. <laughs> hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brad, and throughout this episode, you will hear this noise. It's Buddy Lee reporting live for Black People TV. White people are dead. And we're getting the fuck out of here. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That, that noise would usually mean I have opened another beer and am one step closer to uh, becoming the next uh, demonic sacrifice, I guess. I don't even know anymore. Um, but because we're doing so many episodes back to back, that may mean that I'm opening my beer for the next movie or opening up a sparkling water. Uh, for this episode, I am drinking by Evil Genius Brewing Company. I am drinking Trick or Treat Chocolate Pumpkin Porter. Where did you go with the pumpkin? This hold on, hold on. And I was reading the back, and and oh I just need to read this to you guys. Hey, oh Lord, wait. Get your fuzzy boots. Uh, get your fuzzy boots, Debbie. Debbie, it's chocolate pumpkin porter. Hey, this beer is haunted. Don't drink it. Yes, I know it's dark roasty porter and cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, and chocolate, and it tastes amazing. But don't drink it. It's haunted. Fine, but don't run to me when your walls of your fridge start bleeding. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, There's so much going on there. Uh, huh. I was about to say, well, speaking of going on, we have a lot going on with our sponsors. And Chris, yeah, yeah. who are our sponsors for this week? Water. First and foremost, if like, yes, of course, water. Speaking of which, sponsor us if you want. <laughs> I would love something for free. Also, Liquid Death, what's up? We should hashtag them in our stuff. Instagram. I will certainly do that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, also, uh, guys, it's a season of giving. We know th- uh, I almost said Thanksgiving. I'm kind of drunk. Halloween is the spirit of giving. Diabetes. And, and, and love. Because, you know, the, su- the season of love is Halloween. And, all. and come to think of it, you know, we haven't talked about our good friends at Carrier Sharks. And quite a long time and you know uh, I got an email the other day from the Carrier Shark uh, team over there uh, with the new Hammerhead package just for mm. Halloween terrifying yeah uh, not only will they like come to your door and like help you knock out some Halloween decorations they also like you know scare some people and bite their heads off for you for free along with any purchase with the Hammerhead package so uh, get that code uh, bite me. There you go. Carrier oh. right. sharks. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna say a shout out to our, our friends over at Carrier Shark for always being a ardent supporter of the Bruise Reviews podcast. Um, and hopefully they'll enjoy save this. The, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, save, save the sharks. Come on, like we need them in business. We need them in business and in our oceans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hopefully, hopefully, Carrie Shark will enjoy this week's episode because this week the Brews Reviews will be covering. Good lord, what what year did this movie come out? <laughs> Dude, yeah. Again, another twenty twenty two. Another twenty twenty two 
movie entitled Studio 666. But before we get into it, this is your spoiler warning. Everything we say from this point forward can and will be a complete and total spoiler. Thus, if you have not watched this movie, please go on, pause the podcast, go and watch and come back. We'll wait. All right, you're back. Well, if you chose to ignore our warning, it's your own damn fault. So, Studio 666 is about the legendary rock band, the Foo Fighters, and how they move into an Encino mansion steeped in a grisly rock and roll history to record their much-anticipated 10th album. Watson House David Grohl finds himself grappling with supernatural forces that threaten both the completion of the album and the lives of the band. And I'm just going to go out and say this right now. This movie is so much better than it had any right to be. <laughs> so much better. So I just, wasn't expecting a lot going into this. I, oh, I, here. I expected absolutely nothing. And this movie was hilarious. Like, um, So here's a, some interesting facts, but we'll get to those interesting facts after we do the Brisbane Review patented summary in 90 seconds. Have you probably patented this? I think we did. We did now. Buddy did apparently. And three, two, one, go. So the Foo Fighters move into a mansion because they need to find their sound for the 10th anticipated album, and because they're out of out of artistic ideas, they're like, "What the hell? We'll move to a mansion where everybody died and was murdered." Uh, Dave Grohl gets possessed. This leads to a lot of weird things like eating people, barbecuing people, killing a dude with a symbol. Um, all the Foo Fighters die except for Dave Grohl. Uh, they think they stopped the devil. Devil still wins. And then uh, Dave Grohl goes on a solo career. The end. 23 seconds. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make this 30 seconds now instead of 90 seconds. Let me get that patent back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I hit all the high points. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so this movie, like, there's an interesting fact. So um, Taylor Hawkins who, for you guys who don't know, is the, the drummer, uh, actually refused to learn his lines and improvise every line he had in the movie. That is impressive. <laughs> Which one is he? The drummer. The drummer. <laughs> he actually oh, passed away uh, like two months after the film was released. Oh, damn. That sucks. But so his that- lines were just like insults it was great yeah oh man I, I welcome will say this. to uh, life as a band it is chris energy if you guys if you guys get a chance to to look it up um uh, after he passed away his son uh, the the foo fighters did a tribute show to him and his son actually played uh drums for the song hero oh it's, which it's sure. on yeah. a, it's on paramount nice or, yeah, it, or it's, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, it sucks. I, the Foo Fighters, not like my style, not the style of music that I normally would go for, but they're they're a really good band and they're really talented. So, like, Dave Grohl, come on, dude. Like, Nirvana. Like, <laughs> by the way, probably like it's a super group without being a super group. Yeah, uh, one of the artists is from uh, No Use for a Name, right? One of the guys. Now, here, here's the pedigree of this. Dave Grohl, obviously known for Nirvana and all the stuff yep. he's done. <coughs> Bass player Nate Mandel was from Sunny Day Real Estate. This is probably going to go over two of y'all's heads because it's all rock music, to be perfectly yeah. honest. It's, and kind of fine. niche music at listeners. that. It's, it's like niche rock at the same time. It, so it's it's pretty niche. Yeah, uh, Chris. Chris Shiflett, the other guitar player, was in Me First, Nick Gimme Gimme, It's No Use for a Name. 
back in the 90s. Taylor Hawkins was a pretty big studio drummer. You would probably remember him from like the Atlantis Morissette stuff back in the early 90s. Mm. So he played on uh, You Ought to Know, and he, he paid, played on that whole Jagged Little Pill album. Uh, Grammy, and I don't want to butcher his last name, the keyboard player. Mm-hmm. Studio, mm-hmm. Music, yeah. studio musician, played with a lot of people, the Wallflowers back in the 90s when they had their run. And who else am I missing? I think I had ever... Oh, Pat yeah, Smear. Pat. Yeah, I was like Pat. The Germs. Mm. You know, oh shit! Yeah, yeah. It, it, they really are a super group without being labeled as a super. Group. Oh, and and he was in Nirvana that very last run. Yeah, I don't do it. So it's like the the entire group is hyper talented. And very. speaking speaking of Pat, speaking of Pat, Pat was my favorite person in the entire movie. He was like he he was he was like a golden retriever in human form. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> funny story nice. about funny story about him. I think it's in one of the interviews with Dave, like. When they're in Nirvana, like, hey, we can get Pat Smear to play guitar. Everyone's like, he's still alive? <laughs> you got to remember, Darby Crash back in the 80s, yeah. they were on some shit. Yeah. yeah so. Like, yeah. there just weren't rules or laws back then. It was just basically like the Wild West, it felt like. Yeah, for especially for, like, rock musicians. And um, I'm pretty sure it didn't seem like there was rules on this set either. Because check out the statistic, right? This is wild. The word fuck and it's any of its derivatives are used 162 times in this movie. That's an tracks. average of 1.53 per minute. That almost <laughs> is as much as the South Park movie. <laughs> Yikes. Also, is- also okay. let's. It led to my favorite line. I'm sorry, Brad. We're gonna, you're just gonna have to be bleeping this whole episode. Um, oh yeah, I know. This I is know. this. This led to my favorite line of the movie. It's going to blow your fucking dick into your fucking mouth. And <laughs> 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 like, wait, wait, wait. My own dick into my own mouth. Like <laughs> 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 uh, this. This movie was much funnier than it had any right to be. Um, and I, I think, you know, it all starts off because it's such a, a wacky premise, right? The Foo Fighters have to move into, they have to, they have to create their next album, right? Because it's been so long since their last album. And however, they have this artist block. So they decide that they're going to, you know, find their new sound. And their new sound just so happens to come from an old mansion where in a metal group called uh, something Widow, um, Dream Widow, was, yeah, yeah. yeah Dream was was murdered. Like the entire group was murdered inside the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Jenna sort of Ortega got murdered. That was sad. Yeah, Jenna Ortega is actually in this movie. She's the first person you ever see die in the movie when she gets her head beaten in with a hammer. Um, she was gonna like come back or something like you know a certain other movie. <laughs> yeah. And so it's you know it's it's interesting you know we're we're starting to create the Jenna Ortega uh, film film universe also the Samara <laughs> Weaving universe connected mm-hmm. universe. Um, it, it connects because she was in Babysitters too. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be overlap. Yeah. 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 It, you know, it, 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 mm-hmm. it, it makes sense. Um, we're just going to yeah. bullshit till one of them comes on and be a guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, I think it's also really interesting. So I think it was a really good step to 
have Jenna Ortega as the face of the old band because she is a relatively popular face in Hollywood and they needed that for anybody who don't really know who the Foo Fighters are other than their music, who don't know who Dave Grohl is or you know anybody like that. So they needed a face to put at the beginning of the movie so people could be locked in. And so once she's killed off, it then gets us to meeting the Foo Fighters. And I don't know anything about you know music. I'm not a real big music guy. But, uh, but I put it in the group text that this movie made Dave Grohl seem like both the nicest human being in the world and also a complete and total psychopath. Um. As I was telling Ivy, it's like Dave Grohl channeled his inner Jack Black <laughs> and listened to a shitload of death metal before this movie came out. So, like, it, it was such an interesting movie. Um, you know, at, at least in the standpoint of, like, I guess, like, the creative process. Because the entire purpose of this movie is obviously the Foo Fighters creating their album. But inside the house, the spirits that are, or the, the demonic spirit that is possessing the house, is obsessed with the finishing of Dream Widow's final song. Where they, they need to find the sound, they need to just finish that song. And honestly, the, the movie itself is kind of slow honestly in the beginning Mm. until we get to the cellar yeah and once dave Grohl's character finds the cellar because yes he is he is kind of being pushed in different directions before he finds the cellar um however um you know once once we get to that cellar the movie kind of accelerates because then we start getting some of the the most creative kills i have seen in a long time um you know that's i think that's one thing that impressed me there's okay i I guess like a lot of people i came into this not expecting much of anything i thought there's gonna feel like you know i don't know a child's pet project Mm -hmm. but at a certain point i was like wait i'm actually enjoying this and I found myself even enjoying the parts where they were arguing about the creative process of making the song. I was like, wait, this is actually interesting to me, besides like the horror stuff. Yeah. I found myself this, strangely like enamored by it, you know? This whole thing just reminds me of Drunken Meditation's final studio album with the original members, Chris. <laughs> I really want to punch a certain member in the face for that. Wait, so you so y'all all y'all all got possessed by demons? <laughs> One of us did. Exercise them. <laughs> <laughs> exercise the demons by punching them right in the face. I exercise them by taking them to the gym. If they can outlift me, then then they good. But so far, they haven't won. You know what? I'll, 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 I'll follow that. that that follows. That tracks. It, it, you know, I, like I said, the, the creative process behind it, I thought was really cool because, you know, obviously not being a musical person, I don't really understand what goes into it. And the yes. sheer fact, it kind of showed like the the neuroses that goes into it, especially like Dave's character was so obsessive about like the placement of the drums. Mm-hmm. Like, where he was just so like, I will say this. Um, if you see like some people who have perfect pitch, when they set up musical instruments in, in like a an area that will clap multiple times mm-hmm. to find the perfect place to put the percussion and to find the perfect place for the amps. So like, it's really, it was really interesting seeing that where he was like a hair to the left, a, a hair to the left. 
You know, just a little more to the left. No, I got to bring it back. You know, when that one guy was like moving the snare yeah. drum? Yeah. Like just like one guy, it was Carrie King from Slayer. Fair. But oh. like when you that. when you see um, like musicians get ready to record in a new space, it is very similar to that because they need to like get the the sound needs to be right for the microphones to pick it up. Um, now I will say this: they did definitely like, you know, make it very, um, uh, what's it called? They overemphasized it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they exaggerated it. Yeah, did they? Well, uh, for certain points, but yeah, I'm just saying. I, I kind of was entertained when I saw that those bits because yeah, um, you know those people, and it's it, it becomes yeah. really. I mean, Chris, you and I have seen that hundreds of times. So, I was just seeing this from a coke hundreds well, of oh, times. Oh, Jesus, tap yeah. dancing, Christ, take it away from him. Well, you know, <laughs> make of me. Taking, speaking of taking yeah. things away, so it's like a drink for me. I, I also really kind of like the motivation, like behind yeah. why, why, why the. Why the why the band had to make the album? Because their manager owned people money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and here's the manager's name. If you remember, was Jeremy Shill. He was a shill. <laughs> <laughs> they knew what they were doing. And See, so, little times like that. I, I'm a big yeah. fan of. And so it was just like that was really cool. And like obviously we we know going into this based on all the promotional materials, we know this is going to be a quote unquote black horror film i didn't realize how brutal it was going to be oh it's brutal i remember <laughs> when i when i rented it and i started playing it and in the top left corner uh whenever you rent through like uh some of the online streaming services top left corner as soon as you start playing will say the rating yeah and i remember it just saying 18 plus and i'm like huh this is gonna be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, let, let, let's let's start it off with the very first kill. Dude gets electrocuted, and not just electric. Like he gets he gets fried. Dude is a dude is a kill bossa by the end. <laughs> well, it's Carrie King from Slayer. There's no other way to come but brutally. These are facts. Um, oh, you gotta kill, kill him like Nathan Explosion and must be in the most brutal fashion possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was it? Yeah, dude, okay, let's face it. Dave Grohl was watching Metalocalypse when he yeah. was writing this freaking script. Um, yeah, then, okay, then after that, was it the, it was the delivery driver, right? So, yes, after that, it would have been the delivery driver. We're missing the, the we're missing Whitney Cummings being a weird hippie. Yeah. Yeah, she's a she's a oh. weird hippie and and maybe maybe if you bring him down here I can suck the demon out of him. Whitney Cummings is hilarious. I did not she's expect great. I think is I've only heard her on like uh like Burt Kreischer's podcast because she she occasionally goes on and like hosts with them, but she also has her own podcast. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize like how like I mean, I know she's she's she's, she's grody at times on on her show. I didn't realize like how <laughs> like, <laughs> like like how raunchy she really is. Yeah, like, she's right there. Like, like she's 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 Sarah Silverman level of raunchy. <laughs> She's, yeah. She was. She actually. She did a really good job. She did. The- it was. I. Love I, I want to say like we're talking about a bunch of musicians who are like in a movie. 
Usually that ends terribly. I think they all did like a, a decent yes. job. I think them playing themselves really just played to their advantage there. Like yeah. at the stretch and and it being a comedy just allowed for it to be not as serious as it needed to be. And it's and it's also horror. Anyone can act scared, but also like humorous scared at the same time. Yeah. And, and I, I like, also think go. them doing like the previous stuff, like especially like Sonic Highways and what was Sound City? I think it's the other main one that they did, documentary-wise. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Which, I mean... By the way, you don't know how legendary Sound City studio is. I don't know. Legendary. Well, I mean, I think it made it to where, like, it's, they were... It's they, almost like CBGBs, like, in the realm of punk rock, but... Or music in general. Oh, yeah, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think they were very, very comfortable being in front of the cameras because of those experiences, and it kind of... It really showed through... Because when you do see them react to some of the kills, like seeing them react to the uh, delivery guy who, you know, because <laughs> at first, well, because at first Dave snaps on him because he's like, I ordered extra ranch. <laughs> he's just like, oh, no. but when when he's found that this is what he would have wanted. I think what he would have wanted was not his head being yeah. taken off. <laughs> yeah. but I, I, just, I just love how Dave goes and grabs the ranch. He's like. You can never have too much ranch. It's just like, it's just, it's so. All right, real quick, real quick, as a white person, I felt that statement. I felt it. I you can never have enough ranch. Yeah, I don't, I don't need ranch. You know what? You can- oh, dude, I get the Costco jugs of ranch. Yeah, that's, that's, no, that's a, that's. You know what? The shit. only time I ever have ranch is when I mean some uh, buffalo wings. Yeah, same That's it. That's yeah. about it. I don't. I don't even eat it then. I. I, I, I like do it not for, like ranch. I like it for uh, fries, dipping like the seasoned curly fries in it. Nope. Really good. I, I do not like the taste of ranch at all. I don't. My my wife loves it. She will bathe her food in it. I I cannot stand the taste of ranch. Honey mustard. Can we agree? Honey mustard is a good condiment. I like honey mustard, but it just depends okay. on who's honey mustard. Oh Jesus! Because not all honey mustard is created equal. Mm-hmm. Uh, True story, bro. But speaking that, of that, which, speaking of cooking, like. But when they're talking shit about Dave Grohl's uh, grilling skills, oh the next my scene, god, everything's just burnt. Art. Yeah. Oh, and then and then like the next time they they're talking about his cooking skills, their food's all burnt and his steak is just it's just raw. Because <laughs> he's just like it, it has so much juice as the blood is like just pouring down his mouth. I, I, I did think some of the horror scenes like. It was like the first time where I realized, like, oh, wait, this movie is a lot more than I thought it was. It was like when Dave was in bed and, like, he wakes up and there's there's two ghosts and there's, like, four and suddenly he's not even in his room anymore. Yeah. He's, like, in some dark spectral plane and his guts are being ripped out. And I was like, oh. Oh, wow. Yeah, they put some money into this. This It looked like like all of them were practical effects, too. Yeah. That that was... One of those things I didn't realize until the very end, so... So... Okay, you have the that scene where he wakes up once and it's just the one demon. Then he wakes up again. It's the multiple demons. Then he actually wakes up for real. Yeah. Um, but every time it shows those demons, the the eyes, it shows the it shows four or five showing the number of the band members uh-huh. of the band that was killed. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. And it like it like. Kind of clicked with me, but like I didn't realize what they were doing till the very end. 
Yeah. Which. So, like, he did it. They did it very. There was a lot of really smart things that they did in this. Mm. There's a lot of great subtlety in here. Like, when he was doing the clapping and yeah. earlier, and it would cut to like a demon face. Yes. Oh, and I was like, oh, all right, I'm going to use that somewhere. I don't know where, but I really like that. That was well, smart. Yeah, because he was talking about the sound. Because every time he clapped, you would, you would hear like a groan or a scream or mm. something. And it's like, he can't hear it. But right. it's just like he's like, this is the sound we're going for, mm-hmm. and I, I thought that was really interesting, a, a way to present that, yeah. uh, that that the sound that I guess he eventually found was the sound of pain and anguish and, and literal bloody murder uh, and an L sharp. And <laughs> yes, an L sharp. <laughs> Did you find a new note? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I also liked um, who kills that, a raccoon. <laughs> That yeah, my favorite, that, my favorite that, thing was the L sharp thing because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> From a musician standpoint, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> like the it was yeah, I didn't understand that, but I was just like, okay, I know, I know there's not an L sharp, I know that much. Um, <laughs> like I thought that was really interesting. Also, like I don't know if you guys caught it, but in the beginning, the painting that's behind everything, did you notice that blood started coming down in the beginning, and the blood just got farther and farther down the painting as the movie went on. As they get more and more possessed, like notice that. Oh yes. God! So it's a painting in the very beginning, it's like so where they're setting up the drums. It's on like the right side of the screen, and as as they're going through, you start watching blood start dripping from the top of the painting. And as it goes on, the the blood gets further and further down the painting. And I was just like, oh, I was like, that's an interesting little thing. But also, yeah. this is my favorite little callback. Anyone catch how the groundskeeper, aka the the guy who's possessing Dave? Looks like Freddy Krueger. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did, like, the face. Yeah. He he looks like Freddy Krueger, and it's like it was because it's an it's a a nod to classic horror cinema, like, yeah, and it's just like and the guy pulls himself back together and like pulls himself out of like you know a flesh bag in a very similar way to I think Freddy did it I think in Dream Warriors, like and the guy creates mm-hmm. his body, puts his cap back on, he's just this burnt, mangled you know mess of a, of a human being and it was i was really really impressed um with how things went um but like for me like i said the biggest part was the, the kills the kills got creative um listen that chainsaw kill dog oh yeah that was my big i was like what I was like, he's not under the bed. There's no way he's under. Oh my god, he is really under the bed. My my favorite thing was right before. It was one of the scenes right before that where he's like, wakes everyone up in the middle of the night, and he's going through everyone's rooms and like Pat Smears sleeping on the island, but he gets in the he gets in the player's room. It's like, is that mine? Yeah. And it's like, a, oh yeah, I borrowed it from you. Yeah, it's like a speedo with a like a f-ing tiger cod piece on it. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Like, yeah, that that was interesting. Um, one, just it looked so real, and I was like, man, that's that's high well, quality prosthetics there. I also love how they like made fun of like shitty horror as well yeah. in this film, because like there's that scene where Dave Grohl is eating what is very clearly a human skeleton, <laughs> <laughs> and and they're looking over like, all right, he's distracted. Man, something's really getting into Dave. Maybe we should leave and find help <laughs> and come back. It's like no, I would look over and be like, that's a f-ing human that fool's eating. Yeah. I'm out. Like, there is no, 
There is no work coming back with help. I'm gone. <laughs> well, I was going to say one of my favorite parts was when they were going through the book, which is clearly also supposed to be a nod to the Necronomicon. Uh, when, when they're like, when, when they're going through like the symptoms of demon possession, and they're like, yes. like they, like they're like, oh, they're you know they suddenly you know suddenly have digestive issues, and Dave's just like, do, 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 do. <laughs> so, and then the line afterwards, like, I'm not eating oatmeal and doing a beer bong again. <laughs> <laughs> but my my favorite one of those was though they're like, oh, you know, they suddenly start to levitate, and the guys the guys are in the like, I'm not playing a. L sharp, like oh, just, yeah. just, just play a B sharp and it'll be fine. And Dave is like floating in, and he's like, "It's an L sharp," and it, like floats back out. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh no! Wait, there was one I can't remember exactly. Was where they're like, "Oh, and this," and then they're like, "It shows Dave doing it," and they're like, "Nah, but we're all musicians. We all do that or something like." Fuck, what was it? I can't. Rem- I, I know which one you're talking about. Because they're talking like, they're like, oh yeah, we're musicians. We all do that. <laughs> yeah. like, it was that, that was like some very like wild scenes. Um, however, I, I will like going back to like the kills and especially that chainsaw scene. Um, I, I really liked like because because Whitney Cummings played that sh- like she acted her ass off in that scene. She was hilarious. <laughs> and like, but when you see the the chainsaw burst through her face. Mm. And he goes into his face, and then the room just gets covered in blood, like it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> we're gonna stop, but then they just kept going down yeah. the body. And you just like you have Dave Grohl like laughing to himself under the bed maniacally. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, that is like the wildest stuff ever. Um, then when he kills the, I think it was the bassist on the barbecue mm. pit. Like, was a guitar player. It was a I guitar was player. They were actually killing off the members of the band. I was like, oh, wait, what? Like, actual stakes? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I didn't expect the, the members of the band to die. But, like, when he pushes his face into the barbecue pit and then he pulls up and the skin is oh, still yeah. hanging on. Uh, that was rough. I, I, I thought that was so cool. Too. Yeah. Like, it was, yeah. it was a very, very good good it, it was very good like use of like practical effects there like, and dave crawl ate him yeah yeah there's a great line afterwards where dave convinces him to come back inside and he's like and i'm gonna need all your cell phones and the keys to the van thanks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and dave's like thank you thank hey. you i don't have a phone anymore okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> like that yes. was like that was really Wait, cool. who was who was the delivery driver Will oh, Forte. He, yeah. From Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah, they had a lot of great cameos, too. McGruber. Just didn't expect to be in the film. Yeah, McGruber. About this walking into it. I didn't even know the Foo Fighters were a part of it. At first, I was like, oh, wow, this is a hell of a cameo by the Foo Fighters. And then 10 minutes in, I'm like, wait a minute. This feels like they're going to be here for a while. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Buddy did not know this was a Foo Fighters movie. <laughs> to expect. I will yeah. say this. There are a lot of films that we review where one of y'all will mention it. I'm like, I've never heard of this. And I'll watch it and be like, okay. Like, all right, I didn't know this character was going to be in it the whole damn film. So I feel you, buddy. I feel you. I mean, it, it happens. Uh, oh, Taylor Hawkins getting killed with the symbol after finishing the song. That is honestly one of the best deaths in this movie. Yeah. Like, that's such a good death. Dude lost his head from nose up. Like, Way to go. Yeah. 
two baskets at that point. <laughs> like it was that was a reminds wild me death. reminds me of a death in the next movie we're gonna review. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. There, we've we've had some some good kills this this uh this this Oktoberfest. Yeah. Um, but yeah. how, the, the the kill that hurt me the most just because I wanted him to make it through the movie so badly. Pat, Pat Schmier. <laughs> I knew, I went, the moment he crawled under that car. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're like, yeah. he's dead. I was like, he's dead. Also, how the hell do you hotwire a car from under the car? He's a punk rocker. What did you expect? Yeah. He's done this before many times. Definitely said, he said, I'm going to do it the old fashioned way. <laughs> like, because he didn't have the keys. Like, Brad, he was a punk rocker in 1981. What do you expect? Oh, yeah, he can definitely. <laughs> There's talking. stories that we don't know. <laughs> yeah. He ran with Darby Crash for Christ's sakes. That, that that man has probably done things that are illegal in 47 states. <laughs> and and, and double states, illegal in Guam. Still debating. <laughs> yeah, so there's by that- the way, I don't know what's in this room, but like I'm okay. drinking and I start tasting like caramel and. Vanilla. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like a, a simple, amazing cocktail for this holiday season or really any time of the year, uh, go to your local Taco Bell, get yourself a large Mountain Dew with no ice, drink about... Wait, the Baja Blast of, Mountain Dew? Yeah, the Baja Blast Mountain Dew. Got, drink, about a, drink about a quarter of it mm-hmm. and then fill that, that missing area, that missing quarter with uh, one part coconut rum, okay. one part... Uh, regular spiced rum, and then one part. Uh, uh, what's it called? Or half part um, orange liqueur, and then one part of lime simple syrup, and you will be fucked uh, up very soon. Uh, it's very good, and it it's dangerous as hell. I have a thirty six case of Mountain Dew Baja Blast downstairs, specifically. For that beverage. Okay, I'm gonna say something. That was the whitest statement you have ever said in your entire life. We said <laughs> no, have a 36 man. days of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. The you will never get up to the whitest statement <laughs> I have ever said in my entire life is I like, uh, I think those slacks look good on you. <laughs> no, I thought it was like maybe I will have extra mayonnaise. <laughs> Oh, uh, no, the whitest statement I've ever said in my entire life, I'm about to say right now. I made homemade mayonnaise the other day. (laughs) (laughs) What? We were out of... You know what? Here's another one you probably probably said in the past. I think you put too much salt in it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there is a such thing as too much salt in some items. Like but. It, it's too spicy for me. What's in it? Just a pinch of salt. <laughs> I don't know why you in it. Clear. My Jew overrides that shit, okay? <laughs> I don't Chris, I don't know why. Ooh, I, don't, I don't know I don't know why you say that. It just reminded me of Sage Northcutt on the Ultimate Fighter being like, wait, 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 you're gonna put salt on it? Yeah, it's salt. Dude, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. Salt? <laughs> Why? Of course his name was Sage. Yeah, if you've seen Sage Northcutt, you'll know exactly why. Also, he's like, he looks like Goku 
kind mm -hmm. of. All right. Uh, Any favorite kills? One, flip. two, three. Avery, go. Chainsaw. <laughs> chainsaw, buddy, go. Uh, yeah, Texas Chainsaw uh, Massacre. <laughs> three. Chris, go. Chainsaw, but here's the other one that was my favorite that wasn't necessarily you know, when Dave Kroll and uh, uh, Shell were at the very end, were kicking each other in the balls, and he starts and he like Dave Kroll drop kicks. Like the yes, like the <laughs> it's like the real shittiest drop kick. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I think it's because I was drunk and I watched it, but it made me laugh. I mean, it was it was funny. I'm not that part was funny. Or when Dave Grohl beat, you know, musician Freddy Krueger halfway to death. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, damn, he's just going to beat his ass? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think my favorite kill is the uh, the grill. I, I just thought that was like, because you know how, like, sometimes you can, like, you watch a movie and you feel it? Yeah. Yeah, I want the same that thing. one. That one I felt. Like, I think it's because of the skin. The skin's still hanging on. With yeah, that. yeah. And like, okay, anything to do with eyes or like fire, I'm like, mm, that one, the skin's still hanging on. I remember me and Ivy are watching it, and I remember just going, like, <laughs> it's bull. Speaking of, speaking of eyes, though, the, the car? Like when, oh, when yeah. Pat oh, parks God, the car yeah. and the, the rod goes through the through the steering wheel into his eye. Yeah, like, that. Uh, I thought that was him out right then and there. I was like, that's that's it. Just just. I'll I thought out. if that would have taken him out, I was like, that's a shitty death. <laughs> like, well, well, like, here's my thing though, especially during that scene, right? So you see this crazy chick walking towards you with a knife. So you guys hit her with a car. <laughs> after you know, after you unexpectedly explode your friend's head underneath your tire. <laughs> And you get stabbed in the eye. Why wouldn't you just back up over her instead of getting out of the yeah. car to check on her? Check and see if she's down. No, 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 no. Put it in reverse, back up over her, put it in drive. Drive forward, back up again. <laughs> like, yeah. Make sure the job is done. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe that one that one is just me. Maybe I'm a little yeah, maybe I'm a little mean. I've been seen enough horror movies to know. <laughs> they probably wanted to kill two birds with one van. <laughs> well, I mean they did. I mean, the entire purpose was they wanted Dave to be the final Foo Fighters standing. Because I guess it's to the ending where you find out, essentially, because Dave, all of Dave's friends are gone, he kind of just let the demon win. Like, he did. Yeah. Like, he may have been exercised, but, like, he lost still. Which yeah. I actually think is a really good way, like, a really cool ending to this. Mm -hmm. Because, like, it's... You know, most horror movies, yeah, sometimes the uh, the evil wins, sometimes it doesn't. But like this one, it's like you were sure it was defeated, and it was until he realized he's alone. Mm -hmm. And then he's just like, or like the album made a whole bunch of money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, off the lore of it alone, right? The whole everyone died in the band except him. And yeah, that's, that's a hell of a selling point. I mean, I personally, as a Christian, would not buy it. Oh, no. A black person would not buy an album where the entire <laughs> band died, but y'all do you, so. <laughs> well, speaking of the album, though, so uh, I sort of mentioned it. So because they needed a selling point, obviously, for this movie, they created the band Dream Widow. And they needed to make a fictional band. So Dave Grohl wrote an entire metal album it's just not the first time movie. he's done that, though, either. That's, but the talent that has just to do oh, yeah. And the thing, the thing is, he had no help. 
he did it by himself. The that. entire album. Yeah. How talented yeah. do you have to be to do the entire album? Honestly, this entire movie had talent. And it's weird because you don't think of musicians stepping into a movie role and then it being good. Like, and, oh, all right, the, the producers are yelling at me. Already? Really? Well, we, we've been going for a minute. We have uh, been. We've just been enjoying the conversation. The yeah. producers so, can go... So before Something. I know we I know we we already said our favorite death. What's your least favorite scene? Because we've been like praising this movie. You have to have like a least favorite part or scene or element of this movie. I want to start with Buddy on this one. Um least favorite scene. I felt it took a while to get going when they first got to the haunted house. I feel like it just took a while to get there. Like, I understood what they were doing. They are establishing that it's creepy, it's haunted, and uh, the realtor is showing it around to them. Um, but I, I think that's probably the weakest of the scenes because I felt I didn't know what I was getting into. How much of a dark comedy is this? How sarcastic are we supposed to treat these characters? Um, it, it felt like I was still dipping my toe into the pool and not knowing how far down it goes just yet. Um, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, you didn't know how sarcastic it was going to be after they said it was going to blow your fucking dick into your fucking mouth. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell that. I mean, yeah, it's this, funny, but I was like, episode... all the jokes going to be like that. <laughs> this episode, in and of itself, is going to be a full time job. <laughs> full time job. I told you back at the beginning. I apologize. This is going to be a forty hour work week just for this fucking episode. <laughs> there and... you go. You just added to your workload. <laughs> I know. I did. I mean, we're, uh, we're talking about a movie where they say they say the f word a hundred plus times. So yeah, like, uh, uh, let's go, Avery. What's your least favorite moment? Honestly, I probably would say I think my least favorite moment. I I, I don't I didn't like the beginning. Um, very much like Buddy, it was kind of slow. But I also didn't actually like. I didn't really like the end. Um, like at least it kept going. Yeah, like I, I, I actually don't mind that that the demon ended up winning. What I what I do mind is that I think in the the way in which it occurred, because it was basically just like it just like Buddy said, it just kept going. It could just be like, oh, so you finished the album, and the guy could just be like, we're good. Yeah. Like you just walk away. He's <laughs> like, you know. Um, so I, I think you know it it went on for a little bit longer than it should have. But, you know, that's just personal gripe. Chris? Uh, the scene where they're at the pool and Dave Grohl vomits out the old singer from uh, Black Widow. I thought that was... That was gross. A bit excessive? Not even excessive, like... He is exercise. Let's just end the movie there. <laughs> yeah. But then we would have missed out on the whole kick each other in the ball scene, which is hilarious. Yeah, well, we, we also wouldn't have got to see Jenna Ortega again, because she shows up, takes, you know, boot like Freddy Krueger's blood, and exercises herself. <laughs> like, like, like a boss-ass bitch. <laughs> yeah, um, then she got reincarnated. Well, that was the fever dream when she woke up from the hospital <laughs> from the scream. <laughs> oh, just- man. The connected universe. 
Oh, it begins. I, I'm also pretty drunk at this point. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait yeah. to record the next episode. Oh, it's going to um, be fun. More my, rum and coke. My, um... Pepper. Man, Pepper the scene that, like, I didn't, like, really... Honestly, the, the van, it was just kind of, like, kind of stupid. Been better. Yeah, it's like, oh, you, like, she died from being hit by a van at 15 miles an hour. 15 like, miles an hour. <laughs> like, she was going at residential speeds. Like, is is this, is, is, she's made of glass. But, like, it's like, okay, she, she lives long enough to kill him. It's like, that was, like, kind of a, a stupid-ass cop-out. Like, yeah. I think it should have been. If you're going to make him die at that point, make it an accident to where it's actually like kind of a comedic element in that where it's like because everyone else was killed by the demons. Make one motherfucker die by actual accident. I was hoping like, they would have done something more to which Well, one person did die by accident. Pat! My audacity just No, no, the, the demon. Uh, wait, okay. Pat, was, no, Pat was under the tire. Cool. <clears throat> All right, guys. So uh, I think we we talked a lot about this movie. Uh, we have um, metaphorically. So, um, so <laughs> yeah, uh, that stated. Um, I think it's about time we go on me first. It's about time we go on deliberation. But before we do that, let's take a moment to hear about our Patreon. Hey guys, it's Avery. Before we get to the deliberation, we wanted to take a quick second to tell you about our Patreon. It's no secret that running a podcast is an expensive and time-intensive endeavor. However, you can help us continue to bring you this show, as well as assist us in making it better by subscribing to our Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you gain access to our entire listening catalog, including all of our old episodes, Patreon-exclusive episodes of our chill-out show, The Tavern, episodes of our Real Play Roleplay show, The Drunken Dungeon, and so much more. Patrons also gain access to special perks, such as early access to episodes whenever possible, gaining the ability to suggest what movie we review next, getting a shout-out in a future episode, and even adding to the ever-growing list of Chris's nicknames. You guys know you want to do that. We couldn't do this podcast without your support. Every little bit helps. So, if you like what we do and want to support us, consider subscribing to our Patreon. The link can be found in the show notes. Again, thank you guys for your support, and let's get back to the show. Chris! Alright guys, welcome back and thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Brews and Reviews podcast. It is now time for our deliberations. Brews and Reviews do to not rate movies based on how good they are, but whether how drunk you need to be to enjoy them. We rate movies on a scale of one to five beers, with one beer simply being for your own enjoyment, and five beers meaning you need all the beers to watch this film. Also, every season, the Brews and Reviews dudes each get exactly one zero beer review to help balance out the scales for a movie that they particularly like. We actually still have four zero beer reviews still on the table for this season, and they do not roll over. So we may be seeing movies completely break the scales by the end of the season. But guys, I want to know, what do we give 2022's Studio 666? I want to start with the person who suggested it. Chris, what do you give this film? My liver. <laughs> that That is a, what, a 12? <laughs> uh, no, realistically, I give it like a three and a half. It's hilarious but be drunk and don't look too deep into it that's all I'm gonna say it's it's the Foo Fighters COVID vanity project that's hilarious I got it (laughs) you know what I'm actually gonna go next I'm gonna follow that taxi 3.5 the exact sentiments 
Do not look too deeply into this movie. Do not go into it with any expectations, and you will have a ball. <laughs> or if you're like Whitney Cummings, you'll just probably suck the balls dry. But <laughs> uh, let's, let's, let's go with let's go with Bradley. That was vulgar. I say yes. delete yeah. that, but don't. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a three. It was a solid three. Um, yeah, definitely don't look too deep into it. But it was a lot better than it should have been. And it was it was kind of a fun movie. Would I watch this again? I think I'd watch it again if I was showing somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, buddy. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna follow and say a three point five. Uh, well, I think my I score doesn't matter. <laughs> That's fine. Yet again. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think it's one of those things where it's a lot better. It's definitely not a five. And it's so much better than we thought it was going to be, which is great and always a pleasant surprise. Uh, so I think with that, I'm going to stick with 3.5. Awesome. Well, since we do majority rules in this podcast, the Brews Reviews you give 2022 Studio 666 a 3.5 out of 5-year review. Again, guys, thank you for joining us for this week's episode. But before you head out, we always have to send you guys out with something a little a little bit more upbeat, a little bit happy. So, guys, I want to know about currently what you're geeking on, what's going on inside your life outside the realms of film and cinema. Um, I want to start with Bradley. Yeah, so um, just kind of playing guitar and working on music and stuff. So that's been my life. Uh, you know, nothing too crazy going on out here um, as life hits you. But uh, why don't we throw it on over to uh, Buddy? Uh, yeah, as mentioned, another pod. Uh, getting back into exercising without trying to re-injure my hands, uh, letting them rest. So uh, doing a lot of cardio and uh, eating just healthy food. So uh been cooking a lot more lately which has been great um I, it's one of those things where i forgot how fun cooking can be because i am an omnivore eat a little bit of everything uh so yeah fish chicken salmon crab eating a little bit of everything these days so uh, you know have fun in the kitchen uh, it's like going to your favorite restaurant but you cook it yourself so <laughs> enjoy gonna toss it down to uh chris Man, did you remember to boil that water? I did. I have to keep myself from drinking mm-hmm. the boiling water once I season it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my geeking on. I got some gigs coming up, so practicing for that. And, uh, you know, just trying to be awesome and stuff. Succeeding. Tacos. I'm drunk. It's like my cheat day too, so I'm trying to figure out what to eat. Besides this damn drink that I had, I didn't finish any of it. It's, it's more like, it's like the day I cheat my liver out of being productive. Yeah, my drink is still buffering. Yeah. All right, well, why don't we throw it on over to Avery? Uh, <laughs> let's end this. Um, oh, there are some red eyes behind one. Yeah, you need to play that Christian rock now. Yeah. Play, play oh, that is the devil. No. Play the Christian rock. Play it now. Play Creed. In the name of well, uh, it looks like it looks like Avery is busy uh, playing that Christian rock. So uh, my name is Brad and for the rest of the brew dudes, Avery, Buddy, and Chris, we'll see you guys at the movies. Bye. Peace out.
Thank you for listening to this week's episodes of Brews and Reviews. As always, Brews and Reviews would like to thank you for tuning in. And if you liked what you just listened to, please subscribe to the podcast, give them a like, leave a review, comment on the episodes, and tell your friends about the cast as it really helps the algorithm get the show out there. If you want to follow the Brew Dudes on social media, check them out at the Brewcast Crew on Twitter and the Brews and Reviews Pod on Instagram, where they post information about current and upcoming episodes, and so that you never miss a second of their drunken adventures. The Brews and Reviews Podcast drops regular episodes the first and second Wednesdays of each month, as well as special deep cuts episodes once a month and is available on every major streaming service, so be sure to check back for more inebriated mishaps. So, until next episode, we'll see you guys at the movies. Bye!